to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Well, good day, everyone. Good day. Good day to you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I am your host, Dr. Pat Basile. We come to you live every week right here on HealthyLife.net, and I'm so jazzed about today's show uh, for many, many reasons. It's been a while since I've had the the honor of speaking with Rian Eisler, and, and today is one of those days where I get to do it again. And, and the conversation goes beyond, for me, the depth and the breadth of what we can imagine in this very moment. It goes beyond the conversation of, how do I live the life I desire? It includes a conversation that talks about the world. It talks about our it talks about our contribution in many, many ways. It talks about her new book, The Real Wealth of Nations, and then some. Uh, as what I want to say is that I was first introduced to uh, the work of Dr. Eisler years ago, and uh, her book, The Chalice and the Blade, for me changed my life then. Today, the real wealth of nations is a bold and insightful look at how to create a society in which everyone can achieve the full measure of their humanity. That's what this conversation is about today. And for those of you that are, are, are wondering how can I find out more, you'll be given all of that information and, and, and ways to contribute and participate. Dr. Rianne Eisler is the president of the Center for Partnership Studies and the author of, as I said before, the international bestseller, The Chalice and the Blade, Sacred Pleasure, Tomorrow's Children, and the Power of Partnership. She has received numerous awards and honors for her innovative work, including the Humanistic Pioneer Award and the membership in the World Commission on Global Consciousness and Spirituality. This book today you're going to hear about uh, from us in the conversation that we'll have but has been hailed by Nobel Peace Laureate Archbishop Desmond Tutu as a template for a better world we have been so urgently seeking. And my friend Gloria Steinem calls it revolutionary. So here we are today with Dr. Eisler. Thank you so much in joining us for the show. It's my pleasure to be with you. The book, uh, and, and just touching upon the book uh, briefly in my introduction, I, I mentioned that this is truly a book for people to step up and honor the dignity of the human spirit. And with that in mind, I wanted to ask you, uh, what was this experience like to sit down and write a book that would challenge the very core of the way we operate in today's world and economy? Well, it was very exciting for me uh, to do this because, uh, you know, this book is really the third in a trilogy. Uh, the Chalice and the Blade, of course, the Chalice and the Blade are two metaphors for power, aren't they? You know, we all know about the power of the blade to dominate, to destroy, to take life. The power of the chalice is the power to give life, nurture life, illuminate life, empowering rather than disempowering. Then my next book was Sacred Pleasure and uh, it was looking at sexuality. Uh, and now I'm looking at money, so it's power, sex, and money. Why? Because those are such powerful levers for human motivation and human behavior. 
And it became very, very clear to me that I really had to apply my research to economics the more I understood how present economic approaches, whether they're capitalist or socialist, simply are not solving our environmental problems. They're not able to uh, really do anything significant. Poverty, uh, we've got to move further, and that's what this book is about. Well, Dr. Eisler, let's take a short break, a quick station break. When we come back, we're going to share some of your thoughts about how to move this conversation forward. And uh, believe me, there is so much to talk about, powerful, powerful, powerful questions that I have about the book and about how each and every one of us can contribute to changing the world. We'll be right back with Sometimes Dr. Shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at HealthyLife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. In the early hours after the tsunami, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there in the critical moments after the attack of 9-11. It was the hams who coordinated emergency messages and disaster strike. The hams are ready. Ham radio works and other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. My guest today is Dr. Rianne Eisler. And as most of us know, she is no stranger to overcoming diversity. Uh, and uh, and as, as a matter of fact, she has been a spokesperson for so many people in so many ways, and we honor uh, the book that she has written right now, The Real Wealth of Nations, to get a sense of what it means to create caring economics. Uh, Dr. Eisler, thank you so much for joining the show today. My in, pleasure. The conversation, The Real Wealth of Nations, most people would think the real wealth has to do with how much money they have in their bank account and what the latest price, uh, prices are on their stocks. And that's not what you're talking about here in, in this book. The real wealth means something very different. I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. Well, we've been told that that's the real wealth of nations. But if we really think about it, of course, the real wealth of nations consists of the contributions of people and of nature. Because without those, there's nothing. There's no economy. There's no uh, life. 
so that's really the basic premise of this book. And yes, I did uh, take my title from uh, Adam Smith's classic, The Wealth of Nations. But unlike uh, Smith, this, as you know, is not a dry economic treatise. It's really about how, and, and it shows that uh, economics, you know, contrary to the impression of some people, well, those of us who have had econ classes in school, it doesn't have to be dry. Quite the contrary, it's really fascinating once we look at how it relates to our lives in a very, very direct way, and most important, uh, what we can do once we really look at economics differently, well, to uh, make it really work for people and for the planet. And one of the things you say in the book, and, and um, I wanted you to address this for our listeners, uh, one of the, the, the statements is hundreds of studies show the cost effectiveness of supporting and rewarding caring, and that's not all. The cost of uncaring business and government rules, policies, and practices are also quantifiable and immense. And with that statement, uh, it's, it's, it's daunting to try to understand why businesses have not gotten into the game of caring. As you know, um, and as I, caring pays not only in human terms, not only in environmental terms, but in dollars and cents. And the data is there, I mean, in the real wealth of nations. And I want people really to use this book as a tool uh, because we've got to show how many of our assumptions uh, are simply ill-founded. Uh, studies are very, very clear. For example, something very simple. The, the companies listed in the fortune or the working mothers lists of the best companies to work for, their return to shareholders is higher. Studies show, well, again, as another example, that there was one study that even showed that child care, providing child care within four years, companies had a return of investment of over five hundred percent. Can't get any better than that. As for social policies, well, that's a whole <laughs> amazing issue because the costs of uncaring social policies are so horrendous. Uh, and, of course, there's the obvious, the crime, the prisons, the lost productivity, but it goes much, much deeper than that. And, again, the studies about how, for example, uh, high-quality early childhood education, the return on investment is extraordinarily high. It makes sense, doesn't it? So the first thing really is for us to take a look at what are the values that really drive present economic systems, how did we acquire them, and then how do we change not only the values but the practices, the policies, uh, the rules of the game, starting, uh, you know, simply with changing the conversation about economics. I, I have been uh, waiting for someone to step up and say there is a different conversation about economics. I think a lot of times, and I wanted to ask you about this, we kind of dance around the issue. We really dance around looking at what's underneath, what what really is the focus of so many organizations and so many individuals. And so my question is, given that individuals run organizations, individuals have the purchasing power, doesn't the, the conversation start with each and every one of us at an individual level? 
Absolutely. Uh, and I think that this is a time when a lot of people feel, well, they feel discouraged. They feel that what difference can I make? Uh, having really um, done a lot of research on cultural change throughout history, my answer is very simple. Uh, it is only because people have acted that we have just about every single beneficial uh, condition in our lives that we have today uh, in the labor market, for example, uh, getting rid in this country at least of slavery, of childhood, you know, child labor, of terrible working conditions. Uh, that didn't happen by itself. It happened because people stood up and said, hey, it doesn't have to be this way, and did something about it. So that's really uh, the beginning. But the beginning also is envisioning a better alternative, not just criticizing what is, because goodness knows we get a lot of that, don't we? But also looking, well, what does the alternative look like? And as you know, that's really been one of the strengths of the books that I have written and the reason that, as you said when you started the program, that they have been transforming for so many people. All of this is in a conversation for us to really look at and peel the onion back about our own lives. Uh, isn't this a question of getting back to the heart and soul of humanity? Well, to talk about heart and soul and economics is uh, just about as out of the box as talking about economics and caring in the same sense. <laughs> and that's exactly what we've got to do, isn't it? It is. It is. And I, I have to tell you, I don't mind getting out of the box a little bit because the box can be a little suffocating sometimes. Well, and how. And, of course, it is really about looking at different possibilities. But we first have to really understand, uh, as I said, what are the values that drive present economic systems? And if you look, for example, at the economic indicators, I mean, we're about to have the G8, the, you know, the, the big meeting um, in Germany of the uh, – to talk about global economics, but the indicators, uh, the so-called measures of economic health on which those meetings will be based, like gross domestic product, gross national product, are totally inadequate. Uh, not to speak of inaccurate. I mean, for example, uh, gross domestic product, and it's used universally, whether it's a capitalist or a socialist nation, uh, these measures include activities that actually harm and even take life. Making cigarettes is terrific for gross national product. So are the medical costs, the funeral bills. Uh, oil spills are wonderful for gross domestic product. I mean, the cleanup costs, the lawsuits, the appeals, the depositions, the expert witnesses, they're all on the plus side, but not only are negatives on the positive side of GDP, but these measures fail to include the work that contributes the most to human welfare, to well-being, the life-sustaining activities of the household, of the natural economy, and of the volunteer community economy. 
Uh, and people will say, well, it can't be quantified. And, of course, it not only can, but it's beginning to be quantified. The issue isn't whether it can be. It's whether there is the will and the understanding that this has to be changed if we're going to have less distorted practices and policies. In, in looking and preparing to write this book, were there any surprises for you? I know that you have really led the charge in terms of getting many of us uh, educated and inspired. But as you sat down to look at the various things you talk about in the book, did you come up with any surprises in terms of what you thought you, you were going to write? Did you have an aha moment that you hadn't had before? I had lots of aha moments and lots of surprises, some good surprises, some bad surprises. I was shocked to find, for example, a 2006 CIA report showing that this wealthy United States uh, is in 42nd place when it comes to infant mortality rates. We're not just behind every industrialized nation. We're behind much poorer nations, Andorra, Cuba. Now, part of this is because during the last several decades, we have, you know, we hear so much about caring for children, right? But that rhetoric is simply demonstrated to be totally hypocritical. Uh, the cuts that have been taking place in caring programs, the so-called welfare reform, for example. And, you know, it isn't only the human suffering and the, and the lost lives, but in terms of policy, not caring for children. You know, economists keep talking about the need, especially for the post-industrial economy, of high-quality human capital, more flexible, creative people who can solve problems, who can work in teams. Well, that really is created very, very early or not created. It starts with the kind of care children receive. So if we had any sense, and there are wonderful models, and this is where the good surprises come in, a lot of caring policies are already uh, in place uh, in various uh, forms. For example, in Nordic nations such as Sweden, Norway, Finland, Sweden uh, has not only parenting education as part of schooling, but education for family relations. And by this, I'm very specifically talking about what I call partnership relation rather than relations of domination and submission and violence. So a lot of what I found are both the very sad information, but also some of the, well, some of the very hopeful information is, again, something that I hope that people will then use to make the changes that we need to make. Well, I want to let everybody know that I'm here with Dr. Rianne Eisler, the author of The Real Wealth of Nations, Creating a Caring Economics. And this conversation today, for me, is one of getting the knowledge, getting the information, so that we understand that things are not all well, that there are things that are, for each and every one of us too, that come from the heart and that make good economical sense. We're going to talk about that when we come back. 
and talk about the hierarchies of domination as well as the hierarchies of uh, actualization. My very special guest today, Dr. Rianne Eisler. This book is a must-read for so many of us that want to create real change in the world. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, more with the show. Naturally, you make a strong statement about who you are with fabulous new clothing, shoes, bedding, and more from Eddie Bauer, the essential brand of quality apparel and gear with the up-and-coming and those who have already arrived. Today's generation knows that Eddie Bauer is the source for everything casual, comfortable, and with a flair for the entire family. Shop anytime, day or night, at eddiebauer.com, an affiliate of HealthyLife.net. And don't forget, Eddie Bauer gift certificates make the perfect statement, too. Now available at eddiebauer.com. Genesis Today, a world leader in 100% pure therapeutic juices with absolutely nothing added except pure goodness. Genesis Today harnesses thousands of years of ancient healing wisdom for your benefit. We don't sell products. We offer complete nutritional building programs which encourage health on all levels. Genesis Today, combining age-old tradition medicines with modern-day science. Visit us today at genesistoday.com. That's genesistoday.com. What does it take to feel young again? To be filled with vitality? To wake up feeling clear and refreshed? To live without allergies? More and more Americans are wondering if it's even possible. Founder of the Life Force Center in Los Angeles, Dr. Jeffrey McCombs, has been researching, developing, and refining a unique system that doctors and patients from around the world are saying offers them all of this and more. Visit LifeForcePlan.com or call 1-888-236-7000. What if you had your own personal ally to help you focus on the areas of your life that you would like to change? What if you had a powerful connection where the two of you were affecting change in your life? How would your life be different and what would you manifest for yourself? Working with Tara Crete as your life coach will help you learn how to tap your inner resources and passion and connect them with outer goals and tasks. In other words, you take action. Log on to innergood.com for more information. That's innergood.com. Let go of past trauma, fears, and negative beliefs. Attract exactly what you want in life and release the energetic blocks and imbalances which are keeping you from living the life of your dreams. Internationally known master clairvoyant and intuitive guide Carrie O'Connor has the unique ability to read your energy field and just like a tuning fork, raise your vibrational level so that you can attract what you truly desire in life. Visit CarrieOConnor.com for more information and for interview dates on the Dr. Pat Show. That's CarrieOConnor.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, I want to uh, welcome all of you to the show and to let you know that I am honored to be speaking with Dr. Rianne Eisler. Um, we're speaking about uh, her passion and her latest book, The Real Wealth of Nations, Creating a Caring Economics. There is so much information in the book that allows each and every one of us to ask ourselves the question, am I doing all that I can do in terms of action and in terms of 
getting the truth out about what is really needed. Caring is such an important part. And does it make good economic sense? Yes, it does. And today we're talking about the book in many, many different ways. And, and Dr. Eisler, I asked you before the break to speak a bit about the hierarchies of actualization rather than the hierarchies of domination. And it's, it's, I wish, um, I would love for you to share a little bit about the hierarchies of domination and, and what these are. Well, there is a popular misconception that if we only have completely flat organizations, uh, if all were just that, uh, it would be fine. But the truth of the matter is that it doesn't work because nothing gets done unless there are, well, we need leaders. We need managers uh, in schools. We need teachers. At home, we need parents. So uh, part of my research really has been to look at these issues. Uh, we were talking earlier about thinking outside the box. By really uh, looking at them from the perspective of what I call a partnership system and a domination system. And, of course, when people hear partnership, they sometimes uh, also, again, assume that, uh, well, everything, for example, will be cooperation rather than competition. But in truth, people also cooperate in the domination uh, systems, for example, uh, monopolies cooperate, terrorists cooperate, invading armies cooperate. So that's not the difference, nor is the difference that there are no hierarchies in the partnership system. There are, and this is where we come to the distinction. We all know about hierarchies of domination. I mean, we see them in tyrannical uh, regimes. We see them in, well, in authoritarian families. Uh, we see them in, in an Enron. I mean, what happens in these hierarchies is, of course, that accountability, respect, benefit, they really flow from the bottom up, uh, not from the top down. In a hierarchy of actualization, respect, benefit, uh, accountability flow both ways. And we were talking earlier really about how the conception of power, well, it's very different in the context of a partnership system or a domination system. Uh, in the good news, again, and I really always like to focus on the good news, is if you look at today's management and organizational development literature, you see a great deal about just that, about the kind of leadership appropriate for what I call hierarchies of actualization, where the leader, the manager, is no longer what they write as the cop, the controller, in other words, the dominator, person who gives orders that must be obeyed unquestioningly, but someone who inspires and yet someone who nurtures and empowers. And here we get to something very interesting, which is that really the kind of leadership that we need, uh, because it is more effective. I mean, people come to life uh, in partnership organizations uh, if they are in hierarchies of actualization rather than domination, because they're, of course, much more caring. Uh, if we really are serious about that, we also have to recognize that part of that shift has to do with moving away from some gender stereotypes of what is appropriate for men and what is appropriate for women because the leadership, the management uh, in a hierarchy of actualization is, of course, more stereotypically feminine. Uh, it is more nurturing, more caring. Uh, so we people get very uncomfortable 
talking about gender, I know. Yes. But I, I always remind me and them that the great sociologist Lewis Worth said that the most important things about a society are those that people are uncomfortable talking about. So we better talk about gender. Well, and it's interesting how we've gotten away from the conversation about gender, and then we can look around the world today. And I don't really think that either one of us, that you have to go to school to get a Ph.D. to understand that what's going on in the world today focuses on the annihilation and, and uh, the, the torture of women and children. And I, I believe it's because we've moved away from the conversation in, in, in terms of gender. I mean, many people, don't you think, looked back at the 60s, and you can point to Gloria Steinem, and you could say whatever you want, but that was a conversation. And we've moved away from that, and what we see now in the world is it is awful. It, it, the, it's, it, there aren't words to describe what's happening to women and children right now, are there? Well, I think, unfortunately, well, there are two factors here. One is that the conversation about gender really hasn't completely stopped. I mean, I'm talking about it. You're talking about it. And it has, in some ways, become more mainstream. I mean, even the World Bank people talk about it. For example, they talk about how the best economic investment is the education of girls and women. Of course, they talk about it, but when you really see where they put their money, it is minimal what they put in there. So what's happened, of course, in this time of regression to what I call the domination system, uh, you know, really is that the conversation about gender isn't quite as focused, and we need to start talking about it much more generally and much more focused ways. Uh, I do that, as you know, in all my work. And if you really want to talk about economics, I mean, you have to sort of ask yourself, for example, why is it that, especially in these times of regression, uh, policymakers always seem to have money for prisons? Uh, well, that's really in terms, if you look at it through a gendered lens, it's the it's a dominator archetype, it's the punitive father. And if you look at the fact that there's always money for weapons, for wars, it's another dominator archetype. It's the hero as killer that we so idealize. But somehow they don't seem to have enough money for the women's work, right, of caring uh, for people, health care, child care, mm -hmm. paid parental leave. So let's really look at that and recognize that these are unconscious systems of values that we've got to bring to the conscious level and change. All right. We'll take a short break, Dr. Eisler. When we come back, we've got lots more to talk about. The Real Wealth of Nations is the book. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation about creating scarcity. Does that really exist? All right. We'll be right back with the Dr. Patch Show, everyone. Uh, stay tuned. Baffling.
enabling the medical community. Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn how a 76-year-old woman managed to look 25 years younger by drinking Ashitaba Green, the multifunctional organic whole plant food. What is Ashitaba Green? Why is it so widely used in Japan? How has it changed the lives of others? Meet organic Ashitaba grower Linda Hayano and find out how. Visit ashitabagreen.com or ashitababeauty.com. Contrary to popular belief, having a baby is not always a happy, glowing experience. Many women develop a variety of mood problems, most often depression. Thankfully, there are many options available to heal or prevent this debilitating condition. Dr. Shoshana Bennett is shining a light on postpartum depression right here on the Dr. Pat Show. So tune in and find out how to help someone you love. For more information about postpartum depression, visit postpartumdepressionhelp.com. We are in a new age of discovery. In the past, science strived to understand physical matter. In the new age, science will strive to understand the energy that creates matter. In the past, all dietary supplements nourish the body. In the new age, dietary supplements will focus on the energy that creates your body. The future is here. Learn about our natural monatomic minerals from Harmonic Enterprises. Move with us to the new age. Call us at 888-667-4300 or visit HarmonicEnterprises.com. MyBrothersKeeper.biz, an autism resource website that is reaching out every day to help families around the globe, providing guidance, motivation, and inspiration. Whether your connection to autism is through a child or student, join in on a journey into the wonderful world of autism. Autism affects about 1 out of 165 children, and awareness is lagging behind. So visit and help change the world, one child at a time, at MyBrothersKeeper.biz. And listen to the interviews on The Dr. Pat Show. A good life is essential, and that's why I listen to HealthyLife.net. And for nutritional support for me and my family, my business goes to HealthyLife.net affiliate, GNC LiveWell. It's the trusted name in the vitamin and supplement industry. And that's essential when you're the one responsible for your good health and the well-being of your family. GNC LiveWell has a multitude of convenient locations near you and is always open on the Internet at GNC.com. GNC LiveWell, the name says it all. You choose. Programs you want, never anything you don't. The way radio should be. HealthyLife.net everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am thrilled to have with me today Dr. Rianne Eisler, her new book, The Real Wealth of Nations. Uh, it, uh, it is an amazing book, and it is a call to action. And we're talking about many different aspects of the book. Right before break, Dr. Eisler, we were talking about gender. I want to make sure everyone has your website as well. What's the best website uh, to send them to? Well, I have a brand new website. It's Rianne Eisler. That's R-I-A-N-E-E-I-S-L-E-R dot com. RiannaEisler.com. So there's also the website of the Center for Partnership Studies, but they can get to that one through my website. And I want to encourage you all to check them out because there is lots of of information there, lots of articles, lots of things to to learn about and to get plugged into. Uh, we were finishing up the conversation on gender, Dr. Eisler, and, I, and before we talk about creating scarcity, I, I, I'd love for you to do that. Well, I think it's really important to say two things about it. 
Uh, first of all, uh, maybe more than two things, but just to start with, uh, that really uh, we're not talking about anything inherent in women or men when we talk about gender. I mean, you see that when you see, for example, all the fathers who are today, uh, well, caring for babies, you know, diapering, feeding little ones, uh, in ways that were once considered just appropriate for mothering rather than fathering. Uh, and you also see, of course, that uh, women are entering fields that were once considered just masculine preserves. Uh, this said, however, we really, I think, need to be aware that a major reason that it's so hard for people to really value the uh, effectiveness, if nothing else, I mean, and that's really the truth of the, of, the, of the fact of the matter, is that caring is very effective, not only, as I said, in human terms and environmental terms, but economic business terms, is simply because we have inherited a system of values, if you will, an economic double standard in which anything stereotypically associated with women and the feminine, whether it is done by a man or a woman, uh, is simply devalued. And uh, it, it, it is devalued unconsciously. I mean, for example, uh, calling a man effeminate is a derogatory term, isn't mm -hmm. it? Uh, yes. And that's one of the nicer ones, you know. <laughs> uh, so I think once we become conscious of that, a lot of things that make absolutely no sense begin to make sense. For example, professions that do not entail caring, and caring and caregiving are, of course, associated with women, the feminine, uh, plumbing, engineering, are uniformly paid more than those that do, such as elementary school teaching, uh, child care. So in this country, people think nothing of paying the person to whom we entrust our pipes, the plumber, uh, 50 even $90 an hour, but the person to whom we entrust our children, the child care worker, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, averages to now no benefits. And, of course, we insist that the plumber be trained. How could we entrust our pipes to someone who isn't, right? Right. But we don't insist that all child care workers be trained. So... This is really not logical. It's pathological. And, yes, it is simply part of this unconscious system of values because, you know, uh, the real issue in economics, people talk about, economists like to talk about supply and demand determining value, but cultural values are so much more powerful than that. And that's what we see uh, in the policies that, when we don't invest in health care, child care, uh, we find all kinds of excuses for it. You know, we say it's socialism. Uh, the Nordic nations, for example, Finland, they don't call their system socialist. They speak of a caring society, not a welfare state, but a caring state. Uh, and they're very, very economically successful, by the way. I mean, in fact, Finland uh, was ahead even of the United States in the World Economic uh, Forum's Global Competitiveness Ratings. So, uh, really, we've got to change our thinking. And, yes, uh, it does entail acknowledging this agendered economic double standard that we've inherited. That's what you just shared, I think, is eye-opening in so many ways. 
because we have really looked at caring and uh, scarcity in the same conversation. If we care or if we implement economics which are about caring, then we will not be economically viable. I mean, it's kind of like we've created this language and this dialogue that allows people to do to put in their consciousness in one stream of one stream of thought this idea that caring isn't good economics. And that's really this you know that leads to the question about creating scarcity because I can see now how subtle this is and yet how powerful this is in terms of what we create. Well, the what I call dominator economics, uh, and you really can't separate the larger culture, you know, the family, uh, education, religion, politics from economics. It's all part of the same system. Uh, and the economics in that kind of a system really artificially create scarcity. And in fact, the creation and perpetuation of scarcity is a prerequisite for maintaining domination systems because fear of pain, of course, is a major motivation uh, in that system, including as a major motivation for work. So, I mean, there are certainly environmental and other circumstances that can lead to scarcities, but I'm talking about artificially creating scarcities uh, through, for example, overconsumption, exploitation, war or preparation for war, uh, environmental despoilation, and yet failure to invest in high-quality human capital by not giving value to caring and caregiving. So uh, this is something that we really need to look at. Uh, and we can make very, very important changes once we do. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Eisler. Um, certainly this is a powerful conversation and one that is meant to inspire people to take action in many ways. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Dr. Rianne Eisler, The Real Wealth of Nations. Stay tuned, everyone. The Empowerment Partnership, empowering the lives of thousands of people around the world just like you. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership, whatever you think you are, you're more than that. To learn more, call 1-800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Take control of your health and wellness with the natural and modern way. Don't just treat symptoms, eliminate the cause. Hundreds of people report improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency Technology. BioSolutions is the most effective Rife instrument we've experienced. Customer satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. When the student is ready, 
the teacher will appear. We're all students and teachers of life. At the College of Metaphysical Studies in Clearwater, Florida, we offer the largest curriculum in metaphysical and spiritual studies. Allow us to guide you on your path of self-discovery. Learn from the comfort of your home with our distance learning program or visit our Florida campus. To learn more, visit cms.edu or call 800-780-META. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Water. In the hot summer sun, water is a natural thought, like relaxing at the beach with the waves lapping at your feet or perhaps being with your significant other under a secluded, gently cascading waterfall. If you want a little more action, how about water skiing or boating on an icy, clear blue lake? With Expedia.com, everything you need for travel, flights, hotels, cruises, vacation packages, they have it all. At a price you can afford, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Expedia.com. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. To find out more about my show and to uh, be part of um, the lineup and learning more about who we are talking with and what the shows are, we're now doing about uh, 20 hours of live radio. And so I want to make sure that you know who we're speaking with. And the way to find out is go to my website, www thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com. Check it out. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get to find out way in advance who we're speaking with and about what the conversation is going to be about. Although sometimes I get surprised about the conversation, and it is far beyond anything that I've even imagined. This is the case with today's conversation with Dr. Rianne Eisler. The book, her latest book, The Real Wealth of Nations, Creating a Caring Economics, is uh, bringing to light uh, a new conversation about what we are knowing and what we are doing and those things are not being the same. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm delighted to be with you. We were talking about scarcity, and um, I, I, I think that in order to go and close the loop on this, the question I would ask you is, do we as a society fully understand the level of scarcity consciousness we have? It doesn't seem that we do, and this is one of the reasons I deal with it in the real wealth of nations. Uh, you know, people are really so afraid that somehow uh, there won't be enough. Now, there are situations in which there really isn't enough, and uh, frankly, uh, unless we really halt the growth of world populations, we'll get to a place where there really won't be enough, okay? But at this point, there are many things we can do, uh, and we need to understand something, 
that a lot of the scarcity, which is very real for many, many people, I mean, living on so little, artificially produced by what I call a domination system. And I should say something here. A domination system can be religious or secular. It can be rightist or leftist. It can be Eastern or Western. These are categories that really transcend uh, the conventional ways we've been taught to think. Uh, now, for example, overconsumption and wastefulness by those on top is a perennial feature of dominator culture. It isn't just a matter of capitalism, as some people say. You know, whether it was the opulent Roman feast or the million-dollar parties of today's super-rich, whether it was the grandiose palaces of kings and emperors and dictators, or the extravagant mansions of CEOs, and so on. Those on top waste resources, and those on the bottom really have to scramble for the scraps. And competition for the scraps is, of course, something that leads to scape scapegoating. It pits those on the bottom against one another, and it channels frustration and rage away from those whose policies and habits are largely responsible for the scarcity. So, and it affects the wealthy as well as the poor. Uh, people who are wealthy start hoarding. Uh, I mean, so basically, however, it is not just a mentality. A domination system actually does create scarcity and as I said, one of the ways, of course, is by this tremendous drain into weaponry. I mean, it's horrendous into wars. And, and wars, whether it's war, real war or the war of the sexes, they're part of the domination system because in that a system there are really only two alternatives. You either dominate or you're dominated. There is no partnership alternative. So... We're talking about cultural change, cultural transformation, and that begins with every one of us, with how we think. Uh, and, of course, one of the major sources of scarcity is, as I said, through low investment in caring for children's physical, mental, and emotional development. So uh, we can change these things, and then there will be far less scarcity. Uh, the point of all of this is that, yes, we need to change ourselves. But once we really begin to change how we think, how we feel, we also need to understand, well, there's so much talk about healing, but trying to heal yourself in a rigid domination system, it's like trying to go up on a down elevator. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've got to do both. And it's so exciting once we become engaged. I mean, first of all, we meet the most wonderful people, of course, doing it. But there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction. So I really invite everyone to use the Real Wealth of Nations. Start a study group and a study and action group. You can do it in your church. You can do it in your organization. Uh, you can do so many things. You can... Uh, start writing about, once you read the book, about caring economics. Change the conversation. Remember that when we moved from the Middle Ages to today, the conversation uh, changed from fealty, obedience, you know, because that was a, well, it looked, you know, it was very much of a dominator society, to talking about freedom and democracy, just talking about caring economics. 
uh, is an important step. And, of course, send the Real Wealth of Nations to your elected representatives. If you're in a management position, look at how beneficial caring can be for your organization. There are hundreds of ways of using this book, and uh, I really want to uh, invite people uh, to do this. Well, thank you, Dr. Eisler. And the invitation is one that once you all read this book, you will understand that it's more of something essential that each and every one of us must consider and then must take action to create the change we're talking about. In the book, um, Dr. Eisler, in the book you mention uh, David Corton's work and some of the things that he has come out and said and talking about borderless global economy uh, and how that pits every person community. Um, and so when we come back from break, I'm gonna, I'd love for you to, to sum up your thoughts on this, to sum up what it is that each and every one of us can do and, and how we can come together and partner to create positive change. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our wrap-up with Dr. Rianne Eisler. And again, the book is The Real Wealth of Nations. Stay tuned, everyone. After a long day that's going way too fast, there is a way to relax, warm up, detoxify, and have pain relief. It's called an infrared sauna. You sit in a warm box and gently absorb infrared heat that allows you to have a great low temperature sweat. Afterwards, a quick shower and you're ready for a good night's sleep. Sweating has many health benefits such as stress reduction, immune system improvement, weight loss, and system detoxification. For more information, call Brian at 650-357-8944 or go to Bay Area Infrared sauna.com did you know that your own stem cells are the foundation for your everyday health renewal did you realize that you continue to produce stem cells as an adult stem cells are a part of the body's defense and renewal system along with the immune system and digestive tract this system is responsible for the replacement of damaged cells damaged cell systems and is at the heart of the healthy body yet it has been discovered that many people have a compromised ability to keep producing healthy stem cells and are suffering from the symptoms of premature aging just visit AdultStemCellNutrition.com and see what your own body can do for you. Naturally, you make a strong statement about who you are with fabulous new clothing, shoes, bedding, and more from Eddie Bauer, the essential brand of quality apparel and gear with the up-and-coming and those who have already arrived. Today's generation knows that Eddie Bauer is the source for everything casual, comfortable, and with a flair for the entire family. Shop anytime, day or night, at EddieBauer.com, an affiliate of HealthyLife.net. And don't forget, Eddie Bauer gift certificates make the perfect statement, too. Now available at eddiebauer.com. We're HealthyLife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, as I've said before, well, Dr. Rianne Eisler is with us. I know the time has gone so quickly, Dr. Eisler, and 
and I know we have a one-minute wrap-up, and this is a minute where I'd like to ask you for your personal message for people that are listening to the show today. Well, my personal message is really twofold. One, I know that transformation is possible because I've experienced it in my own life. Uh, I also know how rewarding and how exciting it is to become engaged. And I have so much passion for this, not only because of my own life, but because of my children, my grandchildren. I think that we've got to change how we think about economics. And yes, the economic indicators, the rules, the policies, the practices, so that, well, so that they can move to a world where every child's incredible possibilities positive possibilities for caring, for creativity, for love can be realized. Well, thank you, Dr. Eisler. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Again, I want to mention to everyone, www.ranneisler.com, new website, lots there. Um, many blessings to you, and thank you so much for this very, very powerful message today. It's been my pleasure. All right, everyone, we'll see you right back here next week with the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. The book by Dr. Eisler is The Real Wealth of Nations. Check it out. Uh, the website is www.reanneisler.com. Until next week, know that you're loved, know that you're blessed, and know that this life is so precious and you are a major player. We'll see you next week. <laughs>